welcome to another edition of How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osa Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of December. The year is 2018. I want to take a minute to make sure we wish everybody a happy and healthy holiday season. We hope that you're having a fantastic time with your family and your friends and your loved ones and really taking time to reflect and enjoy what uh, what the season has to offer and what life is all about and uh, just just having a grand old time as we as we look forward to what 2019 has for us. Um, I'm flying solo today. Uh, our producer engineer, Sean Ryan, is under the weather as we uh, record this and uh, want to wish him the best as he recovers. You know, we at OSIP uh, try and take care of each other and uh, look out for each other and, and whatnot. And, uh, you know, it's, that's part of sportsmanship. And that's what's important is that you have compassion for people um, regardless of, of what they're going through, even if you don't quite understand it. Uh, and and in this case is this is another one. It's just a simple illness that Sean has, but uh, you know we're not looking at it like you know this is a life and death situation. And so uh, we are able to plug away and get this out at the time it's supposed to get out, and uh, the rest takes care of itself. Is it going to be properly produced in the exquisite way that Sean always does it? Eh, maybe not. I, I'm a little bit more of a hack when it comes to how to. Uh, produce, record, and engineer the podcast, but uh, we get it done. It's getting done, and uh, it'll get out, and you'll enjoy it, and, well, you're enjoying it right now. That's that's how this works. But, uh, Sean, we're, we're wishing you the best. Hope you get better soon, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you back here real soon. Uh, we may even have a special episode for you coming up uh, at the beginning of January. We're still trying to work on a couple of things, uh, a lot of moving parts. Can't really confirm or deny anything yet, but uh, like we did last year, we're trying to put something in the works to kind of kick off the new year the right way. Nothing guaranteed, still working, but uh, we'll see what we can do. We're a little distracted right now because not not that I like to cross-promote, but, um, you know, Sean and I talk about it all the time that uh, we're both – professional musicians in our in our day jobs and uh and i have a new album coming out it's entitled opportunity and it's uh it's a an album with my jazz quartet it'll be released on the 21st of december uh at a uh, cd release concert at the 1867 sanctuary in ewing new jersey tickets are 20 dollars and are available at 1867 sanctuary.org or at the box office day of, Sean played an important role on this. He was the mixing engineer uh, for for the tracks and whatnot, so uh, he made us sound good. And if you don't like the album, then you can blame him for for doing what he does. But uh, that's a little joke. Anyway, we've obviously been uh, a little distracted with that, so this is kind of hastily put together. But uh, you know, we want to make sure that we at least meet our our demands. So, without further ado. Um, we'll make it brief. We'll make it short, quick, concise, and to the point. Um, a thought popped into my head this week as I was trying to find time to, to research for this podcast before I knew Sean was under the weather and whatnot. And, um, you know, normally what we'd like to do at OSIP is look at the specific events of sportsmanship on the podcast 
and then look at more of the existential philo- uh, philosophy discussions on the blog, on the Strike Zone. And um, something came up, and it, it sparked a thought, and it, it made me think that this is so important to the discussion of sportsmanship that I wanted to make an exception, and I wanted to talk about it on the podcast because it is very easy to get this confused. There's, a, there, there's so much ambiguity that I just wanted to address it because people, it's, it, people may not see it on the blog. You know, the blog we changed to just doing monthly now. And so by the time it would be to get out there, you know, who knows if anyone would, would have a thought about it. I thought it was very important that we look at it now rather than uh, wait to see if people read it. So I wanted to talk about it now. Let me give you a little background. So I'm watching an old episode of Whose Line Is It Anyway? You all know the show, the, the improv comedy show um, that started in England and then came over here. It was on ABC, hosted by Drew Carey. had the regulars of Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, Wayne Brady, and then it stopped, and then they started it again on the CW with Aisha Tyler as the new host, and it's it's so funny. I mean, you can't I can't stop laughing at at whose line. You know, I I did some improv comedy in my day. It's it's just so much fun. It's comforting. It's it's just great. So the Up Network. I don't know if you guys know about Up TV, but it's a network on cable, and they show reruns of Whose Line from like. 10 p.m. until 3 a.m. Eastern Time, give or take. Sometimes they start at 11, uh, but it usually goes to 3. And it's I, it's usually seven days a week, but during the Christmas season, they just do it on weeknights, I think. And, you know, there's always changes to the schedule. But anyway, get to your point, Jack. I'm watching an episode of Who's Line. It's, uh, it's an older episode from, like, I'd say, like, 2003, 2005, maybe in that area hosted by Drew Carey, and they have a special guest on. And that special guest is Florence Henderson. I don't know if you know who Florence Henderson is. She played the mom on the Brady Bunch. She played Carol Brady. And what was fantastic about it was that, um, you know, Carol Brady has been known as this wholesome mom. You know, the Brady Bunch was obviously... Uh, you know, a show that was very family friendly and whatnot. Well, Florence Henderson, you know, came on and she would, unfortunately, Florence Henderson has since passed away. But Florence Henderson, when she was on the show, you know, she was a senior citizen, looked great for her age. And, um, you know, but she, like, like any actor, actress, you know, there, there, there's a, there's a, there's a bit of humor in her, you know, maybe a little off-colored humor and whatnot, you know, a little, maybe a little dirty from time to time, like we all have, you know, we all have that in us, we all, anyone who knows me knows that I have it in me, but, you know, we all have, we all make those, those, those dirty comments from time to time that are meant to be jokes, so, you know, just another person like the rest of us, okay, fine, whatever, no big deal, so she's on the show, and they're doing a game, it's called dubbing, and what happens in this game is, Three people do a scene. In this case, it was Ryan Stiles, Colin Mockery, and Florence Henderson. The trick, though, is that someone else is doing the voice for Florence Henderson. 
In this case, it's Brad Sherwood. So Brad is off to the side, and he's doing the voice for Florence. And basically, what all Florence has to do is move her lips, you know, along with whatever Brad sang to the best that she can, and then kind of act along in the scene. So they're doing the scene, and the scene is basically something along the lines of Ryan is playing a hunky pool boy uh, who works for Florence, and then uh, they're flirting, and then Florence's uh, angry husband, played by Colin, comes home to see them flirting, and you know you kind of go from there. So the scene goes on, and you know they create this love triangle where Florence has to pick between her husband, played by Colin, and the pool boy, played by Ryan. And Brad, who's doing the voice for Florence, says something to the effect of, well, the way I'm going to select who I'm going to be with is whoever gives me the biggest, fattest, best kiss. Now, mind you, all of these people are married. All right? And we all know that in the, in the world of acting, you know, there's a lot of stuff that actors and actresses have to do on screen that uh, that you know that you normally would not do. Married people uh, kiss other people, you know, in acting all the time. Um, you know, and and unfortunately, uh, you know, the, just for whatever reason, that's why a lot of actors marry other actors, you know, or actresses, etc., because they understand the nature of the beast. You know, the people who are not in the business don't necessarily understand that. That's what happens, and it's very easy to get jealous that way and feel like there's something else going on, and you know, and so on and so forth. And and I get it. You know, you're talking to a guy who is a, who can be very jealous when it comes to that kind of stuff. I don't even. I'm I'm so jealous as a, as a human being that if my girlfriend tells me that she is going to be a bridesmaid in a wedding, I make it a point to say. You do not get to walk arm in arm with a groomsman at any point. You are solo and by yourself. Even if I, whether I'm there or not, it doesn't happen. And you don't get to do the the you know the bouquet catch or anything like that. No, 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 you don't, no, that's completely off limits. That's how jealous I am as a human being when it comes to that stuff. And everyone tells me, you know, it's not real, right? Well, you know what? I don't really care what you think about that. That's how I feel. That's really the reality of the situation. I'll deal with my own problems, thank you very much. Regardless, in this scenario, you got three married people who are who are about to be kissing one another in order to, you know, play out this scene. And she doesn't. And Florence Henderson kisses Ryan and then kisses Colin. And it's a, you know, it's a, it's a, it's passionate for the scene, obviously. And it makes the scene funny and what, and, and it's, it's for the purposes of acting, it's great. So the, the scene ends, Drew Carey hits the buzzer and they go to like hug each other for Florence being on the, on the show and whatnot. And Colin Mockery says to Florence, and you can hear it on the microphones, you're such a good sport. You know, like hugging her, like, thanks for being such a good sport through this. And that got me thinking, does that count as sportsmanship? Is there is there something here that I'm missing? You know, I, I'm the founder, president, and CEO of OSIP, where we say outstanding sportsmanship is paramount, and yet I have a problem with a scenario like that, where you know someone being a good sport 
is it, it's, it doesn't sit well with me. So you can see that there's some sort of conflict arising. There's a little bit of miscommunication, and I wanted to, to get into that. So I did a little research, you know, on the, the interwebs, if you will. And, you know, you, you, you come across some of these dictionaries, and, you, you, like, you type in, like, what does it mean to be a good sport and whatnot. And you get the normal, you know, sportsmanship type of things. But then I found one definition. It was like an online slang dictionary. And, you know, you hear that and you think, oh, there's no credibility. But just bear with me here, all right? So it's said that to be a good sport basically means to take a bad situation well. So I'm put, I'm th- like, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. And I'm thinking, okay, in that situation, Florence Henderson is put in a bad situation. Three married people who all have to, you know, make out with one another. And I'm, and I'm thinking to myself... Is this a bad situation? Is there sportsmanship involved? I mean, what's going on here? I don't quite get it. When we look at sports in general, you know, sportsmanship doesn't necessarily have to be attached to a bad situation. And I think that's something that we have to discuss and we have to make known for the purposes of what our organization believes. Being a good sport is not attached to a bad situation. Being a good sport from the standpoint of sports and competition is really about compassion, understanding what the other person is going through, not getting too high when you win, not getting too low when you lose, treating each other with respect. You know, things like that. It really doesn't, you know, losing, you know, and for the purposes of sportsmanship is not necessarily a bad situation. Okay, yeah, you come out on the wrong end of a competition, but is that inherently bad? There are are a lot of questions that get thrown around here. And I think it's important that we make this discussion known because... There, there's, you know, you, you, it's like crossing the streams in Ghostbusters. It's just something's not right. So let's look at some other examples. Okay, so we've got the, the Florence Henderson situation of being a good sport. I'm going to tell you another story because as I was trying to think about this, I was trying to think of other examples in my life where this has come up. I remember this story very vividly. I was in sixth grade. I'm in my science class. My science teacher in sixth grade was Mr. Alexander, who I still know to this day. Still see him from time to time. Great dude. And I forget exactly what we were talking about in the class, but the topic of discussion more or less was about he had a bottle of water that had the cap on the top it has been opened because it was obvious it was like a Gatorade bottle you you drink the Gatorade and then you pour water back in and and close the lid the difference was that he put a little hole probably about the the diameter of a pencil um at the bottom kind of on the side towards the bottom okay and he and he, he covered it with his finger And he asked the class, 
if I remove my finger, will the water come flowing out? And most of us are looking at this and going, well, yeah, obviously. You remove your finger, the water is going to come flowing out here. That's, I mean, you, yeah, we were sixth graders, but you didn't have to have an advanced degree in physics to believe that the water's coming out. Well, this one girl, I believe her name was Rachel Ann. I don't know what she's doing now. That's not really important. She's sitting in the front, kind of near me, probably about two seats away from me. And she's saying very, very demonstratively, no, it, the water's not coming out. And she, you know, she's not saying it meanly, but she's like very confident. Like there's no way that that water's coming out. And so Mr. A says to her, well, what's your rationale? She says, well, there's no way for air to get into the, uh, the, the, um, the plastic bottle as the water escapes. Now, granted, you, there is a way. I mean, the, let's face it, the, the cap that's screwed on at the top is sealed, but not sealed enough that air can't get in. You know, again, we're not, we're not here for a physics discussion, okay? And she's just, but she's really adamant about it. And we're all like, no, no, you're, you're wrong. This can't, you're, the water's, she's going to remove his finger and the water is going to flow out. And she's the only one in the class who didn't believe this. And Mr. A is like trying to say, are you sure about this? Like, I'm pretty sure, you know, all these other people seem to believe that the water's going to come flowing out. And she's like, no, it's not going to happen. There's no way it's going to happen. So to prove his point, Mr. A takes the bottle. He's got his finger over the little hole, okay? And he goes up to Rachel Ann, and he holds it just above her head. And he says, so you're telling me that if I remove this right, my finger right now, this water is not going to come flowing out onto you? And she goes, no, it won't. And he's like, are you sure? Yeah, and so if I do it right now, can I do? Can I remove my finger right now so we can see? And she's like, go ahead. And he does. And the water flows out all over her. So he didn't let too much fall on her, but, you know, she got a little wet. So anyway, he then obviously goes and puts the bottle back, you know, in the sink so that it can completely drain. And he gets her a paper towel and hands it to her, and then he actually has, he had like a thing of like Hershey Kisses that he would give out to, to good kids and whatnot, and he gave her one, and said, thanks for being such a good sport. And I don't know why that story stuck with me, but it did, and I bring it up now because it's the same thing. Was she, you know, was her being a quote, good sport here, related to sportsmanship? And I guess the, 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 the thesis of my argument here is that that particular scenario does not necessarily have a connection to what we at OSIP deem to be sportsmanship. True sportsmanship for our purposes is about compassion. It's about allowing people to understand what other people are feeling and thinking. So I would argue that a true sport here, or sportsmanship for our purposes in this context, would instead be 
of these of a situation where Rachel Ann should have the opportunity to say no I will not let you test this out on me I am I I I do not give you my consent to do this now granted she did give her consent so that's really you know not not completely the point but I'm just trying to get the point across here that she should have the right as a human being to say no just like Florence Henderson should have the right to say no and unfortunately we live in a society where pressure does not allow us to say no sometimes think of situations like hazing as someone who was who was almost the victim of it in a very serious way and i was lucky enough to put up enough of a fight that really started a movement in my community to say no to hazing and now you know you see this across the board and you know and across the nation hazing is becoming a crime because kids don't understand that they have the right to say no and people don't seem to understand that they have the right to say no granted obviously there are certain contractual situations throughout our lives where you don't have that opportunity to say no if you sign a contract to buy a car and finance the car you agree to pay X amount of dollars every month for Y number of months in order to pay off that car. If you stop paying, the, 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 the company that financed the car has the right to come and repossess the car. And the consequences are that you have a, a derogatory remark on your credit score, which then tells other people who would possibly be giving you credit, don't trust this person. Okay, those are situations where saying no is not really in the cards. There's a contractual obligation. But was there a contractual obligation in the case of Rachel Ann? Was there a contractual obligation in the case, case of Florence Henderson? We, we seem to forget in society that a lot of these social situations give us the opportunity to say no you have the right to say no to some of these things granted you need to think things through and that's another thing that a lot of people don't do they don't think they don't take the time to consider what their actions might result in if they go through with it whether it's something they say something they do but at the same time, they don't take the, stop, take the time to stop and think, I don't have to agree to this. I don't have to feel pressured. Perhaps it's something where we don't necessarily understand that we don't have to worry about not pleasing another person or another party. You know how difficult it is to go into like a, like a, like a car dealership, look at a car, try and negotiate for it and whatnot, only to have the person, you know, the salesman try and pitch you something really hard and you have to say no? 
That's uncomfortable. That's, un- that's, that's just not a situation that a lot of people like to be in. And it, it's all over the place. You know, people push you to do things. And you don't have to be a good sport and say okay all the time. That's not sportsmanship. Sportsmanship is having is, is understanding that you can say no in situations where you have the right to say no. And then conversely, the other side has to understand that. And they don't have the right then to act immaturely. That's more where our definition of sportsmanship comes in. Let's say you're in that situation with a car salesman where ultimately they put a final offer down. You look at it and you say no. Well, the salesman then does not have the right to throw a temper tantrum or to guilt you or to say mean things or anything like that. If they do, that's poor sportsmanship. That's the equivalent of a coach arguing with an, with an umpire because he didn't like the call of something. Even if the call was right. You know, these, these, these coaches who just think they, it's their right to argue. That's what that is. That's poor sportsmanship. What if Florence Henderson said, no, I'm not doing this? What if the producers then, and the, or the people on the show, or the audience all then had some sort of negative reaction? That's poor sportsmanship. There's no contractual obligation for her to do anything like that. We see it a lot, too, in children's shows, you know? We see it in, 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 in other types of, like, publicity stunts. You know, you see people say, you know, hey, you know, hey, will you get hit in the face with a pie? Guess what? The answer is no. But a lot of people just say, yeah, I'll go ahead and do it. But in reality, something in their psyche is not okay with it. There is a story, go ahead and look it up, of a woman who, if I have my facts correct, appeared on the show, What Would You Do? Remember the show from the 90s on Nickelodeon? And I believe she got hit in the face with a pie. And at the time, perhaps she consented to it, without thinking, perhaps, She then turned around and sued Nickelodeon, and I believe their parent company, Viacom, and I don't know who else was named in the suit, because she claimed she was traumatized by that. And it said like she she would have problems uh, performing sexually and things like that. Like those were the types of things that she she was naming in the suit. Now, I'm not a legal expert. I'm not going to try and dive into this and say, you know, make any commentary on it. What I'm going to tell you is that I wonder if this woman understood she had the right to say no. She doesn't have this pressure to be, quote, a good sport and do what is asked of her. There's no contract. No one is anyone really going to think less of her if she says no. So you, as you can see, there's a there's a difference between sportsmanship. Sorry, I just almost knocked my microphone over. There's a difference between sportsmanship 
and being a good sport. And the definitions are quite different. This is an ongoing discussion. This is not a discussion that can be solved with me just rambling for 30 minutes in a podcast by myself. This is something that has to be discussed and thought about, and and the conversation has to keep going. So I encourage you to get involved in the conversation. Email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. You can comment on social media, facebook.com slash osipfoundation, twitter at osipfoundation, hashtag how you play the game. And as always, you can always go to osipfoundation.org and uh, submit your stories of sportsmanship. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to talk about them. We'd even love to have you on the show. I encourage you to get involved in this. I encourage you to think about this. I hope that this conversation, which is me just talking with myself, is something that makes you think a little bit. It was fun for me. It was fun for me to just talk like this without, I mean, listen, I love doing the show with Sean. So Sean, if you're listening, don't even think that you're going anywhere. But every now and then, it's nice to just do something like this where you, you know, the world just hears you. So... Uh, I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, Sean, get better soon so that you can come back and do this with me. And um, until then, again, everyone have a happy and healthy, safe holiday season. Wish you all a very happy new year. We'll talk to you all in January. And until then, and this is important because of the definition that we just had on the difference between being a good sport and sportsmanship, treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSA Foundation, Incorporated. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The producer-engineer of this episode and the executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org. If you're interested in advertising on How You Play the Game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org.